I'm coming live from the Music Garage Chicago. So they're listening to Six Wings Fried Hard. What is this podcast about? This podcast is about two rude boys from Chicago that are still exploring their friendship through music and current events. Live from the Music Garage Chicago. We got to build that out. That's all we got so far. Yeah. That, the intro, we, that shit got to be two minutes, six months from now. That's the first line. Let's build it up. All right, so starting here, this will be, I think, episode three. Live from the Music Garage Chicago. That's what you get now. You got it twice today. All right. Next, I think we got to get some 80 sacks. Wait a minute. Wait a Wait two minutes. Did you just say 80s sacks or 80s sex? Because those are, whew, those are two completely different things. All right, well, let me answer you in a riddle. There's one of those two things I'm in the market for today. Oh, man. I'm glad I thought real hard about that. <laughs> you must be talking about... Actually, it could go either way. Yeah, dude. I, <laughs> it's still, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, pretty sure you're talking about music, but... But I'm not 40 yet. I'm pushing it. So that would violate the rule, you know, half your age plus seven. Wait, what are you talking about now? That's the rule for, like relationships and the age discrepancy oh, well i don't see what that so that's fine no yeah <laughs> I, I guess we're just gonna leave that that's right, not a real on. thing <laughs> that's not a real thing anymore as long as it's legal it's legal but yeah don't be creepy about it though i'm not talking like oh hey it's legal i work at a high school and she was 18 with one of my students that's what i mean by it's fucking creepy i don't care if you're a 22 year old high school teacher you shouldn't talk to one of the kids even if they 18. It's fucking crazy. You fucking crazy. It really is. And I got to say, like, I remember being in my mid to late 20s and winding up on a college campus for some reason. And I hadn't been on one in a while. And, I like, I was there for a legitimate purpose. I wasn't, like, trolling or something. But I remember seeing the girl. well, they're not girls. They're women. The women, they're, like, you know, most of them are over 18. But they look like children to me. You know, and I was like, there could be a version of this story where I was like, yeah, that's how I met my wife, and she's four years younger than me, and it's not weird, but at the time, I was like, oh, there's a big gap here, you know, even though it would be fine on paper. I just noticed it, that's all. That half your age plus seven shit is kind of crazy. Are you trying to break it? It works out pretty well. Oh, I'm pretty sure I violated that before, but let's move on. <laughs> Definitely move to the next topic now. You got your DNA test results, right? I did. I believe we may have ran through that some kind of way. But yes, I do know a little bit more about my ancestry. Actually, I didn't know much other than the fact that I have, I sort of have roots in Florida, even though not like strong ones. Like I know my grandmother was born there, but that, I think that's just because her mom was just mm -hmm. living there for a year or two, you know? So like my grandmother, even her actual roots are Alabama, got family Kind of all over the Northeast a little bit. Like, I learned about a lot of Pennsylvania family about 12 years ago at this, like, big family reunion we became a part of. So, you know, I know sporadically about family and father. I know it could be people out there listening that can't see us. I am um, black, African-American. So, it's only so much we'll know about our history um, just because of the way we were brought to this country. At least if you... 
aren't African from the last hundred years or Caribbean. Cause, and I know different countries with African people have had their troubles too. Just specifically, if you threw my line, you may not have the same type of history because the ties to Africans and people who are part of families that were slaves 400 years ago, like our history is so broken that like, you know, we really can't connect to it the same way that some other people can, just partially because of the way we were sold, you know, yeah. when when we were brought here, which is a part of the part of what I learned and is a part of what's so interesting. So until two days ago, I did not know, but I now know that my ethnicity estimate is that I am 26% Cameroon, Congo, and Western Bantu peoples. I am 24% Nigerian. I'm 22% Mali, 9% Benin and Togo. Now this is where it gets interesting because if we do quick math, actually it's gonna be a little more later, but like I do know that I'm a little bit over 80% Africa, African. Here's where some of the other crazy shit comes in. I am 9% England and Northwestern Europe. Whoa. Yeah. I'm 3% French, 2% Spain, which is pretty cool. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool, too. 2% Ivory Coast and Ghana. And, like, for the record, like, um, yeah, I think Spain is cool, like, because it's a lot about that. Um, I, I think they're all cool for the record, and I'll get back to some of that in a second. My um, cousin married a lady from what? the Ivory Coast, and her family knows how to party. Dude, we gotta we go talk a little bit more about all of that soon. Because it's right. just this whole plan now. So one percent Ireland, Irish, one percent southern Bantu peoples, so some more African, along with that uh, Ivory Coast we went back to, and one percent Senegal, some more Africa. So <clears throat> that's my makeup. This can change slightly over time. Sometimes things kind of go away, some kind of way. Not if the percentage is that high. If you dominate, that's what you are. And, like, for the record, yeah, that's so, like, I'm pretty much predominantly Cameroon, Nigerian, and Mali because they all are kind of close, but mostly to Cameroon, which is the Congo. My plan is to visit the Congo by next year. They do, um, like, you know, the whole, like, package deals where you could go down there for a couple weeks. Now, obviously, I'm not going to do some shit where we have to kill a lion or take a picture (laughs) with a sedated lion or some shit because, you know, as a uh, Cameroonian, I am against that. Did you research this yet? Now, I'm ignorant, don't get me wrong, but I thought the Congo was a place you couldn't exactly visit right now. They do tours through there. So, like, obviously, it's probably parts that you can't, but that's a bigger region than you might be thinking. I've had people say that to me, but, yes, I have researched it because I found out that there is a, um, like, I don't know a lot about Africa. You know, it's a huge place, so I don't know exactly where everything is, but I wasn't sure if um, there was a rainforest. So, for instance, my my 26% is... Cameroon, Congo, and Western Bantu people. So those Western Bantu peoples were on the Congo and Cameroon like land. But Congo and Cameroon is basically in the same area and Cameroon is a big transport area. So like if you Mm. came to Africa, you might end up in Cameroon to go here or there. You see what I'm saying? So like from, I like if I go visit um, 
the Congo rainforest at all, I, like I already know for a fact, just from reading enough, I'll go in in Cameroon, which is cool. So like if I see a Congo rainforest, Cameroon is a city that affects me. So is the Congo area because it's the that's the big region of like where my people like were just kind of happening for a while, mm-hmm. you know. So like until the other day, it's like, and I know everybody still don't necessarily want to do stuff like that. Like obviously, like I don't know this about you actually, but like I know you know some of your makeup. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know if you have any desire to visit any of the countries, or if you have. And like from my standpoint. I'm a proud enough person, period. And just to have been a person that had that ripped away from me with no choice and to be able to, like, which, you know, you know, God bless technology is a hell of a statement, yeah. right? Just that whole yeah. thing. Uh, but, like, think about it. Like, it's just, man, think about, like, that the fact that we can't at least find that out. Like, I might not find out every single thing, but, like, I know for a fact, like, oh, I am this because... DNA says like yeah this is right. this is your makeup you know yep. and that's cool so another thing that I did learn um, is that there's another test it costs a little more and I am gonna do it it's two different ones you can follow your mom or dad's lineage and it'll tell you what tribes you're from so eventually oh, I'm gonna find that out too and like I just it's something about it like from the second I start reading I start reading about the foods looking at um, different things like American artists that have that are like it like it's a guy from um, Mali I think I was just looking about fans name in a sec but you're a pretty popular rapper here and I think he like first gen here but from Mali I know that's cool. one of my countries now you know so it's like even from that standpoint it's like like it sounds weird to feel that way because I didn't know what I would feel after doing it but it's like it's still like a sense of pride there that I didn't know like I would get to have and it's like bam like yeah, I have feeling towards certain places. Like, you know, like, I might go, to, like, I'm supposed to be going to Ireland soon, like, in the next couple of years. Like, I'm 1% Irish. Will I feel anything there? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but like, you never know. I for sure, maybe, maybe, maybe. It's there, you know, and, and like, to, for the record, too, like, I have no, um, you know, with that percent of white that I have, like I was even talking to my mom, it's like, yeah, of course she, because I think a lot of it's probably through her, like, you know, like, I was telling her, I think she have a lot more of that in her probably, and like, because it's going to go down in my generation because they were both predominantly black, and like, I don't really have a problem with like having that in me. It's just so little that I don't know if I feel it. You know what I mean? Like, I obviously like, with the trace back we could do, we know that like the white that I do have in me may have happened in a really bad way, you know, because it didn't happen in the last 300 years. Um, my mom said that she had a great grandfather, I think, that she believed was all white. So we trying to do more tracing back with stuff like that. You know, either way, like whatever it is, it's what makes me. Those people did what they did and I'm here now. So, you know, if, if that road wouldn't have happened, Anthony wouldn't be Anthony, you know? So, like, whatever I am took 1% of Irish to happen, you know? <laughs> oh, another interesting thing. So, I don't really drink beer, but I do drink car bombs. Um, I don't want to mess this up. I'm pretty sure it's Nigeria, but one of my main countries in Africa, I'm pretty sure it's Nigeria, has a, um, it's the world's biggest Guinness factory in Africa. 
I love, <clears throat> I love, really? like, I love carbobs. So, like, that's the beer that you usually lose, use. Like, I just randomly found out, like, the biggest factory in the world is one is in one of the countries that I'm from. Dude, what if that 1% was some, like, industrious Irish guy who moved there, started that factory, found the love of his life, and they got a check for you some kind of way? See? What if I'm related on both sides? Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. I didn't think about it that way. But yeah, I like Irish drinks, and I am officially Irish a little bit. But that that factory being there is pretty funny. So like the reason I wanted to visit Congo in the first place, and this might sell you on visiting with me. The reason I want to visit the Congo in the first place, like that rainforest part is kind of cool that I could visit that in one of my homelands. And it is, like I said, my most dominant. So my most dominant area is from a, a rainforest, and I think that's fucking cool. But they have street meats in the Congo Republic. And not only do they have street meats, they have barbecued street meats. Tell me more. That's what I'm saying is like that place is, yeah, it's right on my alley. <laughs> but no, going back to you for a second though, I do have something else I want to show you. But do you have any desire to visit any countries that you know in your ancestry? Because it would be the same with you if you haven't done ancestry. It's going to be something inside your blood that you don't know is there, which is kind of funny. But from the countries that you do know, is there anywhere you would want to visit? So for me... Not at all. Um, <laughs> like, there's nothing I need to reclaim out of my past. You know, like, if I had a story where, like, yeah, there was, like, messed up stuff or I didn't know a piece of it because some, you know, mm -hmm. bad refugee event happened, I might feel more like I need to go reclaim it. But I'm just a European mutt of people moving around looking for opportunity, you know? Like, so in a sense, like, it's like, great, I don't think I'm a descendant of slave owners. That's, you know, for what that's worth, that's nice. But... I could just follow it back, and it's mostly boring. <laughs> oh, you did it already. I did the gene thing, and it's like, yeah, I'm a European mutt. My biggest one was like 28% Scottish English or something like that. And then it was a long tail down to I'm 6% Croatian, which is what my family claims. <laughs> if you ask us what we are, we're Croatian. They always claim the wrong thing. That's what's crazy. I'm starting <laughs> to learn that with white people. They either claim the wrong thing or they'll think something that they the opposite of. Sure, yeah. It's like they mama tell them they're Italian forever and they find out they Irish or Polish. And it's getting stronger as you get older. Like, there was very little Croatian stuff around me growing up, but, like, my dad keeps getting deeper into it. Like, he's trying to prove a point. <laughs> that's kind of funny, though. Yeah. But you, but that's cool, though. If Even if it's, if it's 6%, that's what I want you to be able to do, though. 6% fine. Embrace it. And if you if you if you only six percent, that means your dad is at least twelve. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, not, and that's well, that's not that, that can only be partially true though, because like it's a split between your parents, and like you know something else I learned. I don't know if your brothers got that test, but even your siblings, you got one brother, one sister, right? Yep. Exactly. None of them will. And people don't understand that even if this, if the, it could be the same exact parents, your uh, tests are going to be slightly different. Sure. Like, and I've seen that. I know brothers and sisters with different tests slightly. Some of them might get a whole thing you didn't get in, you know, in a system. And that's fascinating. Like, that's, that's really cool. Do you should have seen Linda's. You said she did one? Yeah. All right. So for background, because you know her, Linda's my wife. And... 
Could you describe her ethnicity? Are you do you feel comfortable? Is this a safe space? If I if I guess wrong, are you gonna edit it out? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> okay, fine. So I don't think she's Chinese. As a matter of fact, no, no, no. Give me a real guess. I'm gonna guess this. And I'm pretty sure I'm wrong. Oh, I wouldn't even expect you to get that specific. Oh, so you just expected me to say Asian? Yeah, for the listener's benefit. Yeah, Asian is all I'm going to say then. Yeah, that's all we need. So she gets the envelope. I open mine first, of course. I got like 20 different things. It's telling me all about how great I am. We open up hers. My report was like 10 pages. Hers is like one. And it says she's 98% Southeast Asian, 2% broadly Asian. <laughs> that is hilarious. Could you imagine you you open yours up and it's just like 100% black? Well, see, but that's part of the problem. Like, I know you're joking, but you know that happens to most black people with this. So I partially expected the same thing to happen with me because that's what happens. Like, literally... Um, a lot of black people do the test, and I forget exactly what they said it says, but it just gives, I think it says sub-Saharan African. <laughs> it just say something like that, if, and it can't break them down. So, like, I'm glad that it's enough for me to be able to, because even with her, it should have been able to tell her more than that, because whatever she, like, there is more to her than that, and she probably personally know or, you know, like, know a little more than that. Like, it should tell you more than just that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she knows the full story back. It's it's a pretty simple story, really. Um, so they know the, the history. And you know what? Now that you mentioned that was like seven years ago, so probably they've got better databases now. But it was so funny. She was so mad because, like, it, mine was so specific, and hers was like, I can't believe we paid for this. <laughs> and I, I can't believe – it might partially be because of – I don't know how this will work. But how many of them are doing it? Because, like, you know, I did man with Ancestry. Yeah. But depending on how you're doing it, and there's an app for it, so I'm logged into it, and I see it every month. You get family members added every month. If y'all did it seven years ago, I'm sure y'all probably don't check it often or even see emails maybe. You know, so, like, if that's the one you did or no matter which one you did, you all's info would still be in there. And it updates itself over time. Family members add over time. When I got my, when they completed my DNA, I automatically get added to people's family member list. Like, they get emails that said, you have a new cousin or whatever, and it tells you what level, second, third cousin, third, fourth. It's crazy. I do think that's pretty cool. And, like, you know, especially for people that are getting it for. And if that was years ago, I may have had the same problem some kind of way. So, you know, maybe at the least she probably could find a way to log in without having to go through all that again. Right. You know, that should be a possibility where, like, it, like, they already have your info. It's like, because um, they would already want to tell other people to add that she's related to them. You know, so. The crazy thing about it is that I wish they could do, but I think they just can't go far back enough to give you matches, is I wish it was uh, matching us to people in Africa. Like, I don't have no actual African matches. All the matches I've been matching with so far are in North America. Mm. And even getting back to that, do you have a guess at how many generations that would be? Um, Roughly, but we used to procreate quicker. So I know that we've been here. True. My people have been here for at least 300 and probably maybe three to 350 years. 
at least from this information, because um, what was your original question? How many generations? Sounds like it could be 10 to 15 even, something like that. Something like that, and that's so many. Yeah. My um, ethnicity, so like it tells you your communities. It shows you your, your early America communities, and that's what I can connect that to. So my early American communities, the first two that like my DNA trace back to, is early 1700s Virginia African Americans, for obvious reasons, because pretty sure that's where they were selling them. <laughs> and early North Carolina African Americans. So, like, that's where a lot of my people went. But, like, um, even in that 1700 um, time period, because it's showing you on the map, you can still see little dots of us in Maryland, North Carolina, South Carolina, you know, a couple dots in Delaware. So it's like, yeah, we went all over the place because they were, they were selling us, you know. Either way, it's it gets pretty deep. If you look into some of this different stuff, because over the time period years, it'll like have this this caption like about what was going on during the time. So 1725 is talking about losing their rights, a language of their own. You know, 1750, comfort and resistance through spirituality, you know, um, and that but that's for Virginia and in North Carolina it's skilled communications, you know, so it's like. They they were working on different things as like I guess as a people in different areas or like different highlights that are known, and I think that's fucking cool, you know, like because those are the exact ones that like are my family, you know. So yeah, yeah. Oh, one thing that I do know, I found out through um, a couple of cousins that I connected with. I one hundred percent have uh, cousins that were living in Oklahoma City. When white people ransacked it a hundred years ago. Oh my God! Really? You, remember, you heard about that? I know a little bit of it. I don't know the yeah, story deep. Yeah, that's one of the that's one of the um, big ones for black people. Like it's not talked about a lot. It should be in history books. Yeah. But like that was a big deal. You should look it up. I believe it was 1920 Oklahoma City. But if you look up Oklahoma City um, black riot. Uh, even with what they try to push the tabs on Google nowadays, I'm sure it'll still show you what I'm talking about. My people have been in Oklahoma City since at least the mid-1800s, just based through a cousin I found through Ancestry that still lives there. Her family been there for almost 200 years, and that's kind of cool, like that we could trace back um, some family that been there since before then and during it and after um, those riots that happened, but either way, Oklahoma City almost a hundred years ago, there were a lot of thriving black people, and I, that wasn't the only place um, in the country where we were thriving in a way that hasn't been seen since. But every time it happened, the area was burned down. So yeah, know. the Tulsa race massacre of 1921 is what Wikipedia calls it. Yeah, so I had family in um, Oklahoma at the time. Anybody out there who don't know much about it, read. I encourage you to read about it, like, cause you know it's a part of our history too, and things like that can further lend you to understand why some people are the way they are about wanting rights, you know, in general, like more, um, more equitable treatment in general. Because you got to think about nineteen twenty one, um, the cousin that I have that 
is alive that lives in Oklahoma, like, you know, the cousin probably got a ton of family related to her down there, but the one connected through ancestry. She has a grandparent that, like, that's what I'm saying. She's the trace where I can see, like, different people through her that have been living there for that long. So you got to think about the fact that her grandfather was living when that happened. And she knew her grandfather. Think about that. People are alive that knew slaves. That is pretty crazy. You know what I mean? That's insane. My mom's... So, like, it's like, you can't... You you can't completely make a disconnect between what people want and the fact that they literally knew slaves. The fact that those were their grandparents and they knew them, whether they knew them while they were still slaves or not. Doesn't matter. It's like, that's a... That's a deep connect. Yeah. yeah, that's an actual connect to, like, a horrible past that we had. And, like, maybe those people, maybe we owe it to our older living generations to, like, make some changes to, so they, they can, like, smell about it before they pass before us, you know? Like, because they are an actual connect. 100%. To some horrible things. Like, they learned things direct from some of those people, you know? So it's like... Yeah, that's the one cool thing that I can say, though, is, like, I do know people, like, not that it's cool in, like, the, the best way, but, like, I do still have a connect with, like, yeah, family that knew some family that were slaves or whatever. So we do have connections back to them, but, like, some of our word of mouth just knowing where we came from was taken away from us a long time ago. But part, part of it was being sold, you know. Yeah, and of course. Whenever your family would have been brought here, like, sold away from each other and disconnected it's a tragedy but you know it's kind of cool to be able to see some of that now and you like we could talk more about it as it develops but like i was kind of like excited to share some of this because it's nice you know yeah for sure i know more about myself and like i 100 percent want to go and i'm gonna try to get you to go man we've done some um tiny traveling together but if i could get you to the congo oh man listen you got to tell Linda. See, she's, I, to be honest, I'm kind of a little bit done with travel for my life, maybe. But, like, not that I'm not in for this, but <laughs> she loves to travel and, like, crazy stuff you wouldn't think she'd want to do. Just, so, if you get her on board, but the, we're there. You just saying for the wild stuff. You just saying for the wild stuff, I need to convince her. Yeah, like, I could take off to Vegas a on trip. a moment's notice for just, like, a hangout. But, like, yeah, that's, if we're going to go to the Congo. It's like three weeks at least, right? Just because it's so hard to get there. Uh, probably at least a week and a half. I think um one of the packages I found is only a week, and I'm willing to do just do that week package because I want to go a few paces. Like the reason it's just that Congo trip, and that's the cool thing about it too. You can find packages to take you kind of far from one place to another. That's nice, and that's yeah. what I'm trying. The to more go for. exotic so, to me, the better the package is. Yeah. Yeah. So the one thing I'm trying to do is I'm trying to find something that'll take because because. Trying to fly to Africa here, fly around, forget it. Oh, I was thinking like getting an international license and try to drive like a jackass because it's my land, right? I should be fine. <laughs> but the one thing that I found out is um, Google one African country to another and see how the fuck far it is. Like from the Congo to Nigeria is probably like 35 to 50 hours. Hours in a car. Yeah. 
Everywhere I Googled from one place to another, even if it looks like it's right next to another, it's far as fuck. Like, because it looked like you looking at a map of the United States. But now all of that shit, <laughs> all of those like little things, like if you look at a map and you look at the area of the Congo, I'm pretty sure the Congo is probably the size of the United States. Like, I don't have a globe. Plus, I also heard that globes in America blow up the United States bigger than it is. Wait, you're not one of these flat earthers, are you? No, I just said a globe. Okay, if you you're coming a globe out against at all, globes. It's, it's, this shit is circular anyway. I, I, hey, I agree. But I'm saying that they make the United States look like it would be bigger in comparison to other countries than it is. Like the U.S. should be way smaller than it is. I think Africa should be way bigger on a globe. Because Africa is fucking huge. Like... Going from one country to another, I could drive all the way to California easy. Directionally, you're correct. Uh, the only way in which I disagree with you is geographically. Um, you're a little off on the scale, but you're right. Africa is, is quite large, much larger as a whole than the United States. Uh, the Congo would fit inside the borders of the U.S., though. By, by how much, though? A fair amount. I'd have to get you an exact answer. I'm just eyeballing it. But but over half, right? Actually, now I'm confused. Technically, what is... Oh, just D... So, yeah, Democratic Republic of the Congo is like two Texases. Maybe three. Two to three Texases, I would say. I keep forgetting how big the U.S. is, like, in different ways, too. Because I didn't realize... Yeah, but Texas is huge. Don't forget. Like, that's what I'm saying. Maps are misleading... Even if it makes something look like it's bigger than another state, they don't equal them out enough to make it be like, oh, this state is long as fuck. Like, realize it. They don't have any street view <laughs> in the Congo. You don't need no street view. Just come with me. <laughs> no, I all will right. talk to Linda. Next time we all in the same place, I'm going to try to convince Linda. Eventually, one of the times I come to L.A. once the world opens, Vanessa going to want to come anyway. So Yeah. No, I'm potentially open to this. We'll see if there's some Congonese ska bands we can connect with. Dude, if we find one African ska band, just one, I'm going to treat them like family right there. That's family enough. Would the South African count? Yeah, it yeah. counts in a way. And that would be because one of my favorite drummers ever is is South African. Uh, Gordon, uh, our drummer before the last one right now, his dad is literally mm -hmm. from South Africa. So Gordon is first generation. So whilst I don't personally want to visit South Africa, that's cool. And I don't have nothing against it. It's just that Africa is so big and I have no South African in me yeah. that it would take me forever to get there. Like, yeah, if I get a $10 million in my lifetime where I could just keep going to Africa, then, yeah, I might go to South Africa eventually. But, like, you know, I got to visit every country I'm actually related to. Of first. course, yeah, yeah. Maybe not every single one, but the big two. I think I want to see. That's why, honestly, if we were to try to figure out a package, I'm going to try to find a package that will do Nigeria and the Congo in the same one. If not, I'll do Congo first. I'm, I don't have any Kenya in me, but I would go to Kenya because it seems cool. All right, man, yeah, well, you let me know what the plan is. Yeah, it wouldn't be till next year anyway, obviously, for a million reasons. Nobody even planned anything right now but even if we can travel before the end of the year i'm gonna do all small stuff like if 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 we have herd immunity and everybody is comfortable let's say after the summer i'm gonna try to get you to go to vegas with me <laughs> oh that's easy 
Yeah. That's what I'm saying. All easy stuff once restrictions are lifted. Oh, man, I just dropped in on somebody's photo on Google Maps of what looks like a Congolese wedding. These people love orange soda. Who loves orange soda? Kale loves orange soda. Is it true? Mm-hmm. I do, I do, I do, I do. So should we do our album of the week? Let's do it. It was Play to Live, Live to Play by the River City Rebels. Your choice. I've got it fresh in my ears. Listened again this morning. Well, you picked it, man. Tell me where we start. I mean, I guess we just start with general synopsis, I guess. Um, it was... I Like, we neither one of us listened to them much, honestly. honestly. Um, I'm actually a lot more interested in hearing their first album now after mm-hmm. hearing the second album. And that's partially because I, I had no idea they would be anywhere near, like, that punk. Like... They were um, straight up a punk band with horns, yeah. which is fine. Yeah. But like more so than um, like Link Eighty. Well, like um, it's basically what's the band we did uh, the The Impossible. Oh yeah, The Impossibles do that, but it's in a different way. And this band is just way more like, oh no, we are actually a punk band, and here are these horns, right? You know, like because like uh, for example, like one of the differences is like I'm not sure if they ever hit sky chords. Like maybe I'm fi- uh, forgetting if they did, but I don't remember even one Scott song. I could be mistaken, but I don't remember any. But they have horns. Yeah, punk with horns. Yeah, which is fine. And I believe that they are, and I believe that they are and were considered a Scott band, which is why I can't have been re- um, mentioned in other Scott bands, and that that's why I've been mentioned other Scott bands while talking about them, but also why. I want to listen to the first album because I want to know, like, did they build up to this sound that they have now? Did they switch at some point? Because my reference of them is through people who love Sky, Mm. (laughs) you know, like, but like, you know, it's from a long time ago and from Sky heads, not that people don't listen to other things and not that they obviously in any form wouldn't like, let's say they weren't like, let's say we listen to everything and we like, ah, they kind of not like a Sky band. I'm, I don't know if I would consider them that, for, for example. Even if you wouldn't personally consider them a Sky Band, either way, obviously, they would play shows with Sky oh, Band. Oh, yeah. Maybe not exclusively, but, like, yes, that band would play with Sky Bands. The other thing about them is not that their horns aren't important, but their horns seemed very in the background. Yep. And that could just be, like, something that they decided to mix in a way. Because bands do that, even when it is a Scott band sometimes, or like other types of music where like the horns are 100% important, sometimes the horns are so far in the background that you don't hear them the way that you would like to. Right. So that's one thing that I will say about the album, that like I did want more horns, even though the parts didn't necessarily seem like they were like always so important to the integrity of the song. But I did want to hear them a little more. Either way, it was it was a... Uh, it was a good listen, though. I would tell people like to check it out if you haven't heard them. You know, it was, it was, um, you know, it was a pretty good listen to me. How, what did you think? I have the same criticism, uh, and maybe I'd up it a little bit of a level because you know I'm going to be extra critical of horn work. The mix was okay. I know what you're saying when some bands will have the horns too much in the background. They were mixed pretty solid for me. I just felt that the it was a little repetitive. There wasn't enough uh, voicing. Just a little kind of like 
underwhelmed by the horn sections. Almost like I wish, not that I'm so great and this would have been a gift to them, but couldn't y'all have just called me? We would have workshop for a weekend. I could have done a little bit of harmonies and stuff. Like just a little <laughs> bit more. I feel like this could have been better. And they went to such a great effort to record a good sound and punky album. The horns make me feel a little let down. From the second I was listening to it, it reminded me of kind of a lot of local Chicago bands um, that came up in a way, um, not that they're from here, but like in, in a way it reminded me of a band that would like not be sure what they were. Yeah. Like, so like, yeah, it would be like kind of like my one of my first bands. Like in a way, like it's kind of like we are a punk band. We're actually a pretty good punk band. But here are our two friends that play horns that want to play with us too. <laughs> that that is kind of in a way how it came off, but it, but but not necessarily in a bad way to me. Like I I do agree with you. Like maybe it could have been a few more harmonies and like like I know you like we both horn players. Yep. But you still play more horns than I do. Like you oh, you still are more of a horn player than me. So like that w- would be more of a focus for you. I believe they may have been satisfied with what they gave and maybe on both ends. Since it was leaning, like we know, like as a punk album, we kind of like hear these horns. Because like, that's what I'm saying. It's not even like it was uh, parts where it was like, okay, here's a horn feature over this punk music. Like most of the time it would be like this part where like they were just kind of doing these vocal type hits behind the singer's words. Yeah. And not necessarily traditional vocal hits, like just these kind of like ditties behind it. So... Yeah, it's a it's a different. It was actually very different than what I expected. <laughs> so we we came up with that because of, of, like my my first band ever actually has a la- a line in it, and this song is what from two thousand three when my singer and don't bother googling the band or the song because you're not gonna find anything. We didn't make it anywhere, um. But the line was less than Jake. I got it all. I got everything in the house. Oh, uh, we need to talk about that recently. I'm, tr- um, I mean, eventually. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to put everything I've ever been on on one website. Yeah, I got so you. So later on, like, man, we need to talk about that because I'm gonna have to get some of that from you. Yep. It was a line in the song that uh, references Less Than Jake, Mustard Plug, and River City, to name a few. That's the line from a song called Sky Pants from Random Outburst. Eventually, it'll be available everywhere. We'll let you know when, cause it's it. Kyle has it, and like you know, we I'm I'm gonna make stuff that I know I've been a, a part of available for sure. So either way, he named River City in it, and I never really did listen to River City up to now. So that that's why we listen to him now. And for him to have said their names in a song called Sky Pants, that's why I had different expectations. Yeah, you know, I had no history with this band either. I may have seen them and forgotten about it if they were on a bill where I went for another band, but I'm not sure. That has to be most likely what happened. Probably, because if some songs felt familiar to me, but that could be anything. So I started from the beginning. Um, like you were talking about, I got out the first album just so I could see the history of it, Racism, Religion, and War. And um, it sounded a lot more like Irish punk to me. It had like a Dropkick Murphys feel. You know what I'm talking about? Like, more of that kind of a style. Ooh, I might like that one better. Yeah, because... I might like that one better. This one that we mainly listen to, Play to Win, Play to Live, Live to Play, the second album, really felt like an Outcome the Wolves to me. And I, I'm not trying to, like, say either album was a ripoff or anything like that, but I was like, 
I get a strong sensation that the this band loved and outcome the wolves, which is they should. It's a great album, but I, that's just it. Felt like it bled over into the second album, and that was the difference in the sound to me. Mm. Uh, we talked about the horns. I like this band a lot. Uh, that aside, in like a like a live context, like this would be a great band to just be at a bar for being at a bar, but not necessarily for me personally to be at a show. Do you know what I mean by that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like none of these songs clicked for me exactly. And part of I think some of that's just me because a band that I'm going to be deep into, it's not just great music, but also has to resonate with me and nothing did. And that's not necessarily their fault. Like what's one of my one of what would probably be in another circumstance my favorite song off the album was what's the one about a small town something or other, small town. Oh, you know what? Hold I'm on, pretty sure look. that is my favorite. Small town pride. That's a great song. Yeah, but that's my favorite one on the album actually. Oh yeah, hands down. And here's the problem. This is just a personal issue I have. I'm not from a small town. So I don't scream that <laughs> as loud. No, exactly. Yeah. So exactly. That that is a thing. That is a thing. Um, when you want to be able to relate to an album, you want to be able to relate to your favorite song or at least a few songs on the album. So, yes, that's a thing, too, even from that perspective. Like, I get what you're saying. It's like, yeah, I'm not from a small town. So, like, the lyrics to scream a part of it will feel dumb to scream. It's like, I like Barbie Girl, but I'm not a Barbie girl in the Barbie world. True. I don't really even have hair anymore. You know, you, you could try and push the line. Everything's on the table now with identity and whatnot. If you want to be that, you should just embrace it. Oh, no, I'm not saying that you can't. I'm just saying I'm not a Barbie girl. Fair enough. I'm right along with you, though, Cal. Like, we are a very welcoming show. Absolutely. I wish it was more weird in here. Absolutely, for sure. Hey, we can, let's bring on the weird. Thanks for tuning in to Six Wings Fried Hard. Our theme song is New Orleans Funeral by Run and Punch. 